Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh Chavda, presented by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. In a few days, we are going to have our own wonderful, special holiday. And it's not about the eating or the pumpkin pies. How many of you like pumpkin pie? How many of you prefer peach pie? Or what are other pies that are good? Huh? Sweet potato. Yes. <laughs> Sweet potato? Raise your hand. Some, your, your grandmas made sweet potato pie, remember? How many had your family made, it was a tradition there? Yeah, at, um, I had, when we used to also help a fellowship in Atlanta and pastor that, each Thanksgiving, I would be inundated with sweet potato pies, <laughs> which, which is great. So, I think I may put in my request for a sweet potato pie. (laughs) And how many of you prefer ham over turkey? I'm raising my hand. May not be so patriotic, I don't know, to prefer ham over turkey. But people also. So, but, but plan out, plan. If you're going to get a turkey, I think you have to buy it ahead of time. Isn't that right? So, plan that. Don't get surprised. I'm just trying to help a little bit from what I heard. Uh, and uh, it'll be wonderful. But it, it is that holiday, Thanksgiving, is a uniquely American one. Though some other countries have specific days that they give that are Thanksgiving days. But we're going to focus and get in the spirit of thanksgiving. So I'm sharing with you this morning emphasizing the word thanksgiving tale of a whale. And I would want to mention take you to first to the gospel of Matthew chapter 12 and uh Verse 39, the words of Jesus himself. But he says there, I'll give you time to get there. But he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Because the Pharisees there 
Verse 38, then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. From time to time, they would try to create difficulties for the Lord or challenge him. And he says in reply, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. So here the man, man he, Jesus himself mentions the prophet Jonah. So realize that Jesus mentions the prophet as a figure of history. It's not fiction, not legend, only there's real. It's in the, in the history books. For as Jonah was three days, and here comes the astounding fact, and three nights in the belly of the great fish. And he says here, the, it's, here he says the great fish. Say great fish. So will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. Because they repented. Say repented. At the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. And we will stop there and we'll go to the book of Jonah. And uh, we want to say, as we begin sharing about Jonah, Jonah is very distinct and made such a, his mission and anointing was so powerful that even now in history it's being felt from what I understood when not too long ago um, and when, when the U.S. Army mainly and the Allies went uh, to help Iraq and ousted, helped oust the regime of Saddam Hussein. Um, there are many pros and cons. There are people who knew facts about the regime, and there were some that thought if the U.S. Army was going to go in, they should have gone into Pakistan and Afghanistan because that's where most of the terrorists came. They didn't come from Iraq. They came from Saudi Arabia and uh, some other places like Pakistan. And uh, <laughs> yet Iraq found itself in the middle of it. Um, so, but that's where Nineveh is. Present day Iraq is where the city of Nineveh was founded. And uh, even when, when our wonderful friend Andrew White, who I've been in touch with, and uh, as the Lord allows, I hope in a few months, we can have him back here, uh, Ken and Andrew White. So he was the vicar of Baghdad. And 
one of the things I learned from him, and but Nineveh was that when they had elections, the largest contingent of Christians in Iraq were from Nineveh. And there were remnants of the people who believed in the great God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it was as a result of the preaching of Jonah centuries ago. So it was a powerful event. But it's interesting to read about Jonah and realize that even tonight we can proclaim, even today, that our God is a God of mercy. And it's not so much about gloom and judgment. Uh, but the Lord of mercy commissions Jonah to go and preach to Nineveh, which was um, not a believing nation at that time. So here it is in Jonah, book Jonah, the chapter 1. The Lord gave the message, this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. So he's in He's an Israeli. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I've seen how wicked its people are. So its wickedness has come up to the Lord and God commissions his prophet right now. This is Jonah. And says, go and preach to Nineveh. It's dark deeds that are happening that have come up to me. Now I want to give them. There is judgment coming, but I want to give them a chance to repent. It's the third verse. But Jonah, Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction. Say opposite. It is very... Funny and slightly humorous. God says, go there. Mm, the prophet says, um, I think I'm going to go back that, that way. <laughs> the opposite direction. To get away from the Lord. And he went down to the port of Joppa. So this is, he's going in the opposite direction. Where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. So he's going in the opposite direction. Uh-uh, I'm not, I think. Uh-uh, I don't want to take this commission. And uh, in a sense, I would like for us to a little bit of us is in each of us is in we are we have Jonah in us each of us and uh, we have some mixed emotions sometimes and uh, Jonah had definitely had mixed emotions about Nineveh because in the past history 
the history of Nineveh was very complicated regarding Israel and how they treated the Jewish people. So, he knows God's anointing. He knows the word of the Lord is awesome and powerful. He knows if he preaches to Nineveh, there is a chance those rascals will repent and turn to the Lord. And inside him, he is kind of bitter about the Ninevites that they, in the past, have not done good things. And why should God show mercy to these rascals? Rather, judgment would be better for them. And there were, I'll be frank, I'm so, not, I'm still conjecturing certain things about the election. The election still, in some, uh, this last election, where we went, voted Tuesday, and it's going on. It might continue to go on maybe when your grandchildren <laughs> may hear about it. So, we're, and it's happening in the United States of America. When countries like, I mean, Israel has its overnight. Italy, France, England, they can count their votes. They know one plus one plus one is three. But not so in Arizona. It could come up to seven. They see it slightly different. The one state I would commend is Florida. They just took a few hours, and they have straight-laced law, laws. They have a great governor, seems like, and they were all pretty straight. I don't know who is counting in Nevada or Arizona. It could be aliens. Um, or way back from the innermost parts of way in the depths of Asia or Africa, they have gotten people who have a different counting system. Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying I am confused. But this example comforts me that God overall, personally, I would say, I, I, you know, this is very... I may not have right judgment, so please. This is more a surface observation, I thought. In Pennsylvania, there was this, you know, I mentioned it at the beginning of Fetterman versus Oz. Oz is a straight-laced, he's a heart, with a brain, heart surgeon, brain surgeon? Heart surgeon, I believe, was very smart, 
as a show. And uh, quite famous. He runs against this man, Fetterman, and I, I feel very sympathetic to Fetterman's condition, physical, but he has had major strokes and he's still in recovery. And so, who do you vote for? Uh, were the Pennsylvanians who were concerned? They said, we vote for the man who has had a severe stroke. Now, maybe out of compassion, God bless him, whatever. Um, but there was a, a small moment that I thought, how could you do that? And part of the, I'm a servant of the Lord, but sometimes I get complicated. And I want to say, I think if anybody needs some judgment, these people could use some. Or in Nevada. Or, and I'm so glad that God is a God of mercy and not judgment. And here, with Jonah. He's running away. Uh-uh. We're not going to give them a chance to repent. And verse 4, but the Lord, as he took a ship passage to Tarshish, the Lord hurled a powerful wind, a storm over the sea, causing a violent storm that that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hole. I would have added the word hiding from God. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us, they demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? Now, these guys are pretty smart. And they don't jump to conclusion. They ask. They're really gracious sailors. Jonah answered, I'm a Hebrew. And I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. There's no doubt about it. The storm is out there. The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Oh, why did he do, why did he do it? They groaned. 
And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to you to stop the storm? They are still being so kind. Because I would have by this time drawn the conclusion, you are the cause, Jonah, of this storm. And we're going to die because of this. And I am volunteer to be the first one to throw you overboard. <laughs> Jonah himself, verse 12, says, throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know, that, I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. And I bet that is honesty. Instead, that shows how these, these sailors were far more gracious than they needed to be. Instead, the sailors rode even harder to get the ship to the land, but the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah. They cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh, Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin. Don't hold us responsible for his death. Oh, Lord, you have sent the storm upon him for your own good reasons. These are good theologians. <laughs> then the sailors, then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great powers. Remember many years ago, we had a storm hit here, and uh, it was raining, and we, we did have this building, but we had the tent, and it began raining inside the tent, and it was one of the biggest storms ever to hit. And the Lord had given me one word that week and that was shalom, peace. And then at the time the Lord said, that, this is the word you speak now, I stopped Bonnie. And that was a great miracle. <laughs> By the way, I, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I can say it because she's not here. <laughs> Just joking. But she, yeah, don't tell her. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's preaching in Dallas. Anyway. Um, right now at Sojourn Church. And we bless her and bless that congregation. Um, so, but that when I spoke that word, peace, the storm stopped instantly over the whole region. And that was one of the great miracles. The other one was when that pillar of the cloudy pillar of the glory came in and gold started raining and all kinds of things started happening. But here is the presence of the Lord himself. And the moment Jonah is thrown overboard, the the storm stops. 
And the sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power. They offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. So that they turned to the Lord. So they have an experience with the living God. They, I believe they are believers. Become believers that time. That's one of the great miracles that's happening. And a number of miracles are happening in this story then. And it's real. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. Great fish. Say great fish. So it could have been a whale, it could have been a giant fish. We don't know what fish, but possibly the whale. And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Now there is an incident. I may give details some other time. But in the late 1800s, there was a whale, whaling ship that had two boats outside and they tried to get this whale and the whale ran with the ropes in them and then it created the two boats, the whale little boats that were out there to spear the fish. Uh, it lost the sailor and what happened to the sailor was he was swallowed by, by the fish and later when they got hold of the fish and killed it. Inside the belly they found this man. He was barely he was unconscious. He had been <laughs> in, in the juices of the fish tummy. But he was still alive and lived a few more years. Part of his skin was scarred by the digestive juices of the fish. But this is the story of the big fish consuming the prophet. And Jesus refers to it as one of the great miracles. But a greater than Jonah was then, that was Jesus. But even as Jonah was in the belly of the big fish, so Jesus also was in the earth had been crucified, dead, and on the third day he was resurrected. So um, the Lord is doing certain things. Now the sailors have come to the Lord in a sense. Storm has stopped miraculously. The Lord has sent a fish to swallow Jonah. All of these are just some of the most astounding miracles. And as we come into this season, I want you to understand we are releasing a great season of miracles, signs, and wonders for you. That's the word of the Lord for your children. Expect miracles. Expect great turnarounds. Because whatever it looks like, 
I mean, it kind of looks dark when a fish swallows you and you are in the fish's tummy. There's few ways out of that. It's dark and he, the Jonah is conscious. Uh, remember I said we all have a little Jonah in us. Because I've started feeling a little, even in this last election, started feeling a little bit of, I don't know whether they call it resentment. I said, Florida can do it in five hours? Seven million people? Plus? And Arizona with two million people? Can, can't count? Sorry, we, we don't know arithmetic. None of us went to school. I don't know what, what to think. But realize that in all of this, God's compassion is always in front. Realize, and I want to speak that over each of you, that the compassion of God watches over you. And just like he's watching over Jonah and he's going through this, what he might consider really challenging and maybe terrible experience. The mercy of God is following him all the way. And his compassion is about to do even mightier miracles. Uh, so, we have seen in these last few months and even right now, we live in an age of Rebellion and pride. There are people meeting, talking about climate change, thinking they can determine the fate of nations and climate even. I thought climate was always in the hands of God. When there would be storms or hurricanes, they're in the hands of God. In the midst of it, God is determined to show us mercy. And when we obey, I believe his response is always very quick. And so, just as Jonah had a commission from the Lord, his church has a commission. We have a commission from the Lord, to be a light in the midst of darkness, to direct people to the gospel, be messengers of Jesus Christ, that those who sat in darkness have seen a great light. It is the Lord Jesus, and it's in your, that light is in your heart. It's glowing. It's the word of truth. And in a sense, we have all been commissioned by the Lord. And that the Lord, he could have gone, said in another way to Nineveh. But he delights in using his people and he wants to use us. May he use our church 
We are broadcasting across the nation. This is the most unique, amazing time in the last several years. But we have never had a time like this where you just get on the internet and, and we are broadcasting and we are, getting, we are being received in Belgium, Singapore, South Korea, Kenya, Malaysia, Argentina, Brazil. And we want to give hope share with them the gospel of Jesus, that the light has come. And it's his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we carry the Great Commission. And part of it is to pray and to fast, even corporately certain times. To pray for nation. And to see souls, souls saved. Jonah had a specific task. We each of us have, at certain different times in our lives, we have certain tasks. And it's up to us to obey, obey or not. Here we find Jonah does not like the people of Nineveh. And it, they have a complicated history. We realize we have a life of purpose. And it tells, the Bible tells us the just shall live by faith. So even in this hour, even though there are some complicated things happening around us, the inflation is going crazy. And uh, what are you up to, Lord? Remember the Lord's word. The just shall live by faith. We have a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jonah, this, in chapter 2, we see something that gives the turnaround. But realize that he is a servant of the Lord. And our highest privilege is to be servants of the Lord. And uh, I look back, even in our lifetime, I'm so grateful some are with the Lord now. But that we were, it was wonderful to have a deep friendship with our great mentor and teacher, Derek Prince. Be aware of great apostolic gifts like Ruth Heflin or Ken Hagen. Uh, even just a few day, few years before, there was the blind, one-eyed blind prophet, black prophet named Seymour. And in the early part of this last century was Maria Wood with Error, Amy Semple McPherson. Smith Wigglesworth. We had some great people. We just they would have loved to just be called. Are they apostles, prophets? What would they would what they would have told you is 
Just, I'm a servant of the Lord. Jonah is a servant of the Lord. We, here, you are a servant of the Lord. So we strive to be servants of the Lord and know that God is in control. And the Lord sent a great storm because he's in control. And there was a purpose. As he is, is working on Jonah, he is working on our lives. He has not, the wonderful news is, he has not given up on Jonah. Even though Jonah went on the opposite direction, was running away from his commission, the Lord said, I'm not going to leave him alone. And that's what I'll tell you this. It's good news, I believe. The Lord's never going to give up on you. Even though you may have struggles and you may feel inadequate, you may feel lonely, you may have anxiety attacks and panic attacks and feel inadequate. I just want to let you know, God is not giving up on you. Just like he did not give up on Jonah, even though he was in total rebellion. And, uh, and the Lord is working everything out in your life. Trust in the Lord's timing. And I'm trusting, even where these elections are concerned and where our nation is going, I'm trusting in the Lord's timing. I'm not going to let someone on Fox News, or MSNBC or CNN give me directions about this, church, this nation or its history. The Lord is my guide. Not CNN. And that he is, going, he is our provision. And he will provide for you. So the Lord has arranged for large fish. And so one of the questions I want to ask us is, when storms come in our corporate life, there is kind of a political storm going on in our nation. Florida went one way, but Pennsylvania went the other way. New York was go possibly going to go in one direction, but it did not. And now you want to scratch your head and say, I'm confused. The thing the Lord would tell us is, I'm in charge. And I'm going to take care of things. So Jonah is thrown overboard into the mouth of a big fish. And that's exactly what God wanted. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
this may kill the prophet. But the Lord is watching. And he's made Jonah get swallowed by a big fish. Why? Because God wants to give a turnaround and a miracle. And I get encouraged by that thing he wants to tell you. For me, this is the, one of the main words of the Lord right now. He wants to give you a turnaround and a miracle. And God wants to give us corporately a turnaround. We, our eyes are on the Lord. We wait on the Lord. There was a turnaround for the sailors. They turned to the living God. But there's a turnaround for Jonah. And here it is, and we read in Jonah chapter 2. And we learn from that, that like Jonah, we turn to the Lord at this hour, and that's this holiday of Thanksgiving, we corporately together turning to the Lord, saying, Lord, you are in control of this nation. You are in control of our lives. You are in control of our children, and we release you to do your mighty miracles and your turnarounds. So take control for us, Lord. Take control for our children being blessed. Lord, you take control for our nation. And so here in chapter 2, then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from inside the fish. Say, inside the fish. So it's not outside. He's inside the belly of the fish. I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead. He's almost dead. And Lord, you heard me. Say, Lord, you heard me. So in whatever situation, it may be pretty drastic, However drastic it is, call on the name of the Lord. You threw me into the ocean depths, and I sank down to the heart of the sea. The mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. I mean, this is almost seemed like there would be no hope. Then I said, Oh Lord, you have driven me from your presence, yet I will look once more toward your holy temple. I sank beneath the waves, and the waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my head. <clears throat> I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth whose gates lock shut forever. But you, O Lord my God, stretch me from the jaws of death. 
as my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. My earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turned their backs on all God's mercies. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. And uh, another version says, um, Sorry, I'm trying to. <clears throat> In the King James, the King, old King James version, it says, They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto the Lord with the voice of thanksgiving. Say, with the voice of thanksgiving. I'll pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And as he says that, this is, this is the big turnaround. He's in the belly of the big whale, big fish. And he's turning to the Lord. And God is very much involved. But it's Jonah who is making the decision. And he's turning from where he was running away from the will of God and from his commission. And I'm turning to the Lord with the voice of thanksgiving. And I'll pay my vows. <clears throat> and but I will offer in the, new, the living translation, but I'll offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. The, new, the King James Version, the song of thanksgiving, and I will fulfill all my vows. For my salvation comes from the Lord alone. And uh, then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. So the Lord had, had made, in the meantime, that big fish to swim towards the land. And as he gives the, he utters the voice of thanksgiving to the Lord, the Lord commands the fish and another version says the fish vomited him out. But the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. And then you find that he goes and preaches to Nineveh. And realizes the ability to preach, the ability to come out, the ability to be alive and to recover from the belly of the fish is the ability comes from the Lord. The blessing is from the Lord. And 
one of the keys here, and you find that for this big turnaround, is the voice of thanksgiving and praise. That at this time, whether we look at the elections, whether we look at the inflation, whether we look at our personal situations, whether we look at where the church is, we utter the voice of thanksgiving and praise. Focus on that. And the Lord is still in the great process of turnaround. Not just for Jonah, but amazingly for the whole city of Nineveh. That as he preaches and shares the word of the Lord, (laughs) it's possible he's still reluctant. You rascals, Nineveh, you deserve judgment. God is calling you to repent. I'm not. I mean, I don't know how he preaches with great reservations. But the Holy Spirit is there over the word of the Lord and the whole of Nineveh turns to the Lord. From the top down, the king all the nobility, all the people, and even the animals, it says, fasted and repented and turned to the Lord. This is one of the great examples, living examples of a big population turning to the Lord. And if God can do it to Nineveh then, he can do it to America today. He can do it to Great Britain and France and Italy. And he can do it to the nations, whoever cry out to the Lord. I believe that we are in as we keep our eyes on the Lord, not on politics and not on politicians. I'm glad they can serve. I'm so glad and I bless Leah and the others that we laid hands on here who ran in the elections. We bless them. We pray the Lord will anoint them for all the school boards and legislators and house and Senate. But it's the Lord who is doing this. Note the miracles that are happening in these two chapters we see in the, and then later in the, in the book. The Lord sent a great storm. The Lord commissions Jonah. The Lord makes the ocean obey him. The Lord arranges the big fish that when Jonah is overboard, thrown overboard, he is consumed by the fish. 
and that he's preserved for three days in the belly of this big fish. And that the Lord makes that fish swim towards the land. And the Lord commands the fish to eject Jonah at that exact time. And he comes out safe and sound. And another time, uh, if this was a whale, that the digestive juices and the formation of the juices makes supposedly the origin of some of the best perfume. And so as a Jonah emerges, he doesn't smell like yucky, fishy smell. He is the most fragrant prophet. <laughs> Smells good. Um, it's possible the people said, boy, John, you smell good. And there's no problem. If God can make arrange for a big fish to come swallow Jonah. There's no problem too big for him to fix. He can fix the problems of our nation. He can fix the problems that we individually may be confronting. And our job is to turn to him with the voice of thanksgiving and praise. And say, thank you, Lord. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the year that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Here we see Jonah get a second chance. And the Lord wants to give us second and third and fourth chances. Because he's a God of compassion and mercy. As Jonah brought good news to Nineveh, God wants to commission us to be messengers of good news at this season, in this hour. We take hope and encouragement and inspiration from the life of Jonah. So we will determine to stay in a spirit of faith saying, Thank you, Lord. You're giving us a turnaround. Giving me a turnaround. Miracle. And you. And those watching us on the internet is giving us a turnaround. Those, I believe there are lots, lots of healings this morning that God's arranging for you to be ejected from every spirit of heart disease and kidney disease. That the poison is leaving you. That arthritis is going in the name of Jesus. And cancer 
There's a liver cancer. The Lord is touching and a breast cancer. A lady with, just put your hand on your chest if there's any breast cancer or first symptoms or tumors. The Lord hears our voice of thanksgiving. As Jonah releases good news to Nero, we are receiving and want to release good news to our nation and the nations of the world that there is hope, there is revival, there is restoration. God can restore economies. Despite what's happening, I pray He will restore the economy of the United States. But these many centers that had great factories that some of those old the factories have been allowed to go to Mexico or China. May there be return of economy and a miracle turnaround where our factories and where the economy is concerned, where people will be employed, that there'll be turnaround for the farmers out there who are suffering and not getting their fertilizer, which is getting so expensive. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's stand for a moment. Raise your hands. Say, Lord, I choose, like Jonah, to utter the voice of thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm claiming a turnaround. And a miracle. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I praise your name. Give him a big clap offering. Thank you, Lord. We claim that healing and that miracle. I believe God is doing that. That lady in, in pink. I think you're wearing pink, right? The lights are so bright. But there is a wonderful turn on for you, for your family, right now. But the glory is coming. And it's been hovering over you. The angel of the Lord is going today to arrange all of that. And the complications there in your family. There's someone else. Your father has a challenge, a health challenge. Where are you? Wave your hand at me there. Wave. Yeah, come on out this way a little bit so I can see you. Yeah. Just stand there, right there. 
and have Ron, if you don't mind, Ron, and uh, yeah, some of you guys lay hands. Who, who else has your dad or your mom? Have, yeah, you. If you don't, just just stand up and someone lay hands on Nadira right here in Jesus' name. Thank you. And the man in the red shirt, is it your dad? Your mom? What is it? Do you know? Alzheimer's? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Amen. So, what's your first name? No, her name. Marianne. Yeah, right now we are standing in for Marianne. And I'll tell you, I'm, it is just me again, sorry. And you can correct me, but, but I'm suspicious of what's in some of these shots. And like this thing, she never had a seizure. And there was a seizure. And then some people, they have soccer players. In, I mean, soccer players have to be good. I used to play soccer. I was in way back there in history. But you have to be in good shape to play soccer. And some of these soccer players are keeling over with heart disease and all that. They can't, and they got a shot, whatever. So we are praying that there are, we are sending healing angel for your dad. Jesus' name. Is that for you, dad, also? Huh? I lost my mother and father, but I'm standing in the gap for other mothers. Okay, amen. Thank you, Lord. Is there someone else? Your father's mother needs healing. Or you yourself have had a reaction to shots or you're trying to recover from COVID. Thank you. And the lady in pink, there is something happening for your whole family right now. The glory of the Lord. You can tell me the details later. But the glory is vibrating here this morning. In the name of Jesus. And there is an aspect. Part of the body has been. It's a major. Some kind of infirmity or paralysis. Who has. A loved one has some paralysis. In their body. That can't move it. And it's in lots of pain. You just raise your hand where you are. Wave it at me. Thank you. Yeah, just come on out, don't you mind? If you don't mind, and I want some of our intercessors. Yeah, lay hands on. Come on up here. Yeah, Jill. Thank you. Lay hands on her. Come and and just you face me. Turn around and then yeah, face me. Turn, turn this way. So someone can stand behind you also. All right. And Ron, you pray over there. Is it Tim, the one in the red shirt? 
Jim. Yeah. We thank you. You send in for that your prayer request also. Do you got another one? That the Lord, you're lining up for victory. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Shema, you, you come up one step forward and let the Lord, Rebecca, if you're there, lay hands on Shema. I, I want to come. In fact, come over here. I'll lay hands on you. And uh, um, Richie, if you give me some oil. We're going to send her forth with our prayers. She's going back to Belgium. We pray anointing. Who, who else that need, needs hands laid on you right now? Wave your hand at us. There's nobody. Thank you. Yeah, someone go over there. Thank you, Lord. Nancy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, us. Lay hands on her. Bless her. The glory vibration carry her. Touch many others. Wherever she goes. Grace and mercy and miracle. Miracle after miracle. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's someone else who needs prayer. Come on up and we'll lay hands on you. Stand in line. We thank you, Lord. Glory to God. We claim a turnaround. In Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. There's someone who has a growth. If you're here, come up for prayer. And that tumor. We thank you, Lord. The tumor is completely shriveling up. Long life. This fear and anxiety. Nervousness. Who has had that anxiety, nervousness coming over you? Wait, that's not normal for you. Get healed and get delivered now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you. For your family too, God. In the name of Jesus. Where you're working. There's a lady that needs a miracle. I have a vision of her. There's someone's. They cannot have children. It's in your family, someone who cannot bear children. They've been told they can't have children. We break that shadow in Jesus' name. Thank you. And this, we release this new season. It's going to be greater 
they prophesied. Maria would do that her Papa Seymour, Smith Wigglesworth. They all prophesied we would be around this time. That there would be a great wave. So I believe the Lord's saying, don't look at politics. Look at the Holy Spirit. What He is doing. And there is a greater wave of glory than what we saw. 50, 50 years ago or plus. This great wave among Catholics. Who they went away. There was a great wave. They were used mightily. And yet there were bishops and others who got nervous. But we claim, Lord, have mercy that <clears throat> Catholics and Episcopals and Anglicans, Methodists, some of them are turning towards this sexual change thing and whatever the terminologies are these days. And they need to go to the opposite direction to become normal and healthy and have children. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Michael, lead us in worship. And we want to take the offering today. <clears throat> you can return back to your seats. If you can bring the baskets up here. We want to thank the Lord. In communion, Pastor. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you. Let's have communion. With the voice of thanksgiving. That healing glory vibration comes and I kind of get in there. And it's awesome. Do you have your elements? We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.